Hey everyone, welcome to Dental Voice with Cyrus. My name is Rolando Mia, and we are at the Yankee Dental Congress 2023. So check this out. I just met Dr. Paul Marshall over here while we're waiting, and talk about an incredible story, talk about an incredible life. Dr. Paul Marshall, first of all, thank you for taking time to join us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Nice Great. To meet you so well. tell us a little about yourself and kind of uh, frame who you are. I am a dentist from Cape Cod, Massachusetts, and a graduate of Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. I graduated in 1977, so I've been practicing for 45, 46 years. Recently sold the practice in my building, and now I'm working three days, six hours a day for the people that bought my practice. Wow, and you still love dentistry. I do, I do. Because you're still doing it. I'm which still is doing it. All right, so wait a minute. So many things have happened in dentistry, and we're kind of pretty much through the pandemic. What, based on everything you're doing, is the secret, if you could share with us, to having a thriving practice and, and being able to do it for over 45 years? What, what would you say that? First of all, for me, it's, it's, not, it's more fun than work. You know, I enjoy my patients. I enjoy what I'm doing. And... Most of the time, I have a smile on my face, and <laughs> so does the patient. So, but wait, how do you enjoy what you're doing? And, you know, you hear today so much stress associated with dentistry, people kind of freaking out. <clears throat> Here you are. You look like you are having a blast. So, how do you have fun? I thought you were a dentist. Well, you, I talk the patients through everything I'm doing. I show them what I'm doing so they appreciate the effort I'm putting into it, and they appreciate it. And what about your team or the folks who, do you, you have a team of people who've worked with you? Yes, I, I had two hygienists that worked for me for over 40 years. But Whoa, both, 40 years. 40 years, but both of those left when I sold the practice, but even I have it, it's from like repetitive yeah, emotion. movements. You get like arthritis in your, and they both had so much pain they quit. Oh, wow, 40 years, you must, okay. Anybody who's willing to work with someone for 40 years means you're special. What makes you special? Well, I'm good to my employees, I'm good to my patients, and I paid them well. So it's more than just pay, because you've heard it's not just about the money. What else did you do with your, with your team that, that kind of built that loyalty over 40 years? Well, you, they become a family, you know? I mean, you're with them more than you're with your own family, really. You're with them from eight to five in the old days. Like the old days. <laughs> Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. And yeah so, so. so, yeah, yeah. You spend a lot of time with them. You get to know each other and you build bonds, you know, just like. So they're not just, they're not just employees. They actually become individuals. They become people that, right. that are part of your life. And I love that. What, what, uh, there are a lot of people who graduate from dental school and they're coming into a completely, completely different world. What do you see, in your opinion, based on everything you've seen so far, is next. What's next in dentistry? What would you say? Personally, I was in my own private practice for 45 years, and I see that just going away. It's all... But when we were kids, Mr. Jones had a pharmacy, or Mr. Smith had a yeah. garage, you know? Now they're all... Mega... Aspen Dental, or... Kmart auto bodies or something. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's just, I, th I think private practices becoming a way of the past. And I see a lot of my physician friends, they're being 
sucked up by the hospitals, taken out of private practice, and I, I, I think it's going to be a thing of the past, really. Wow. How, how would you, what kind of advice would you give young dentists to not get sucked into that and to, to maintain the integrity of, of kind of what, what dentistry has been for, for almost for, forever? For me, I think that's hard because these kids get out of dental school, and unless they came from a wealthy family, they owe four or $500,000 in the That's a big loans. deal, isn't it? And they have to take a job with one of these conglomerates where they're trained just to produce, 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 you know? Yeah. They're not, oh, spend an extra five minutes making this MOD look good, you know? So there's a lot of pressure around I, that. I think there is on them to, to make it. And most of them don't have the opportunity with the, with the loss of private practice, they don't have opportunity to go in to be associate for somebody that can mentor them and teach them and help them get along. You know? The ones who do get that and the ones that are, because there are, there is a large group that we're seeing who are actually attacking and trying to build their own practices. What advice would you give them? And they're, they're going into it and they're either acquiring practice from someone who's transitioning or some of them are getting very brave and creating their own practices. What advice would you give those folks? Go for it. Really, and, and what are some of the things, if I were to ask you, what are the top three things you'd say, don't do this, trust me. It's, it's based on your experience. If you were to sum up the top three things they should just not do, what would, how, what would you share? Tell me those. Low overhead. Okay, what's that mean? What does that mean? Don't overextend yourself. You don't need that $500,000 CIRAC machine to start the, your practice, you know? Start somewhere, right? Start somewhere, yeah. And build it as you go and establish yourself in the community. You know, you have to go out and join the Rotary or some other clubs where you get to meet people if you're not from that area. If you are from that area, charge your family. Because <laughs> otherwise, everybody you know is going <laughs> to come to you. Yeah. Hey, hey, that, you know, I got to... I'd be happy to fix that, but it's going to be 1500 bucks for a crown on that, too. <laughs> uh, actually, that's a really good... Well, first of all, low overhead. That's a big issue because, you're right, with the advent of technology, with all these incredible things that are out there, people feel compelled, I got to, I got to, I got to. And I think what you're saying is you can start with what you have. You get that later, but don't just assume that... You have to. Is that you can take a PBS impression that is every bit as good as whatever you can scan, and you can send that to the laboratory, and they have a five million dollar machine to produce the crown. So I, I love that perspective. You know what? Some of the traditional techniques still work. Don't abandon them, but don't go crazy and buy all the stuff. That's another thing. The composite you're using is probably fine. You don't have to have one that's better and newer you know yeah but start somewhere start somewhere and get used to working with that product you know? and then the second thing which is charge your family okay charge your family that's funny i it's funny but it's not right it, it's not because not me personally because i'm from ohio and not from cape cod but you get extended family you know <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking about charge your kids or your yeah. wife, <laughs> but your uncle's mother's sister, she, she, she's no relation to me. You know? Yeah, and it's like, what? what, what uh, well, but it's also, too, own the value of your work and don't be, the way I'm reading it is don't be hesitant or don't be embarrassed to charge what you charge. 
That's, you you can give a family discount. You can give 10, yeah, exactly. 15% if you want. Exactly. But That's, don't do it for free. And cool. don't underestimate. I, in the beginning, I underestimated my value until I saw that on Golden Pond or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And the guy's a dentist probably in California says he's charging $250 for a filling. And I think mine were like 125 at the time. So I raised them when I went back. To and work. did it mess you up? No. <laughs> you, so thought, you, you think you're going to scare people away. See, because it's the value is in the education, the skill, the talent you built into it, not necessarily simply. And you're right. People feel uncomfortable about money, right? I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but me, I'm freaking anal compulsive, you know? Everything's got to be just right, and I won't sat, I, I'm not satisfied with something if it's not right. Yeah. And I don't know if all dentists are like that, maybe they're not, yeah. But, yeah. but you try and do the very best work you can on every case that you're doing, you know? I love that. What would a third thing be? So, <laughs> low overhead, don't go crazy and buy stuff, charge your family, but own the value that you have. What would a third thing be for, for young dentists who are trying to start up and Kind of go at this again. I think you have to expand your network. So, both of my hygienists grew up where my practice was. I did not. Mm. So they all had friends and family. And oh, what do you do? Oh, I'm a dental hygienist. I work for Dr. Paul Bush. You should come in with clean your teeth. You know, you have to you have to build your practice. And personally, I never believed in advertising. I mean, I all this. I know it's all new with the social networks yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But for me, it was word of mouth. If you like what I did, tell your friends. Yeah, you know, well, that, that's really important too. I, I whether it's social or not, is that you, right? You have to build your practice. You know. Wow, that's fantastic. Are, we're we're kind of evolving here. The pandemic really put a wrench in here. Are you concerned about like infection control, aerosols, that type of stuff? First of all, the the pandemic really scared me and yeah. that shut me All down yeah. for, for three months i mean i couldn't work i had no income luckily with the ppp loans but I, I always paid first of all i take vacations and i would pay my employees a full week's worth work pay while i was on vacation for two weeks you're a good you're a good i did that and that's why i kept yeah. my patients i mean my Your employees team. and i overpaid them because I would rather keep somebody that knew what they were doing than try to pay less and keep get turning over and, yeah so I lost my train of thought there but <laughs> well no no I, I love the, the context around that but the thing that the, the context that I was saying is so many things are happening post pandemic all that type of stuff so are you concerned about that story? so yes so I did I went to extremes and put in air ventilation things, made them leave open a window so it draw the, put shower curtains between the rooms. I mean, everything I could to yeah, isolate yeah. it. But now I'm kind of over it. Yeah. I still wear a mask because by oh, yeah. law we have to. But, but I think that what happened was with that whole pandemic thing, you weren't with people and you didn't get, I didn't get your bugs. Yeah. So, now I'm getting your bugs and my body is protecting me against them, right? So you get exposure and you build antibodies. And I think that's 
it's just important. So it, it's still there, but just be careful. But, but we were always infection control. That's important. Freaks, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's important. So if you were to sum up for us, and, and first of all, I, I, I love the perspective. There's a wonderful way about the way you see things. And I can see, I, I suspect your patients absolutely adore you. Uh, they, they seem to. They're still coming <laughs> for They're still coming. years. Yeah, and I love that. But that's neat, and not to interrupt, but... No, no, please. So I saw the, the grandparents and then the parents and now their kids and their kids. I mean, 45 years, you see like four you or five generations. You know? yeah. yeah, it's... it's and that's, that, you know, that's an important point. You're not just treating patients. You're treating people for a lifetime. You're treating families, and and yeah, owning your value, charge them. So another thing, I had the patient bring their baby. Oh, first of all, I love babies, and I always would hold them. But I would have them bring their baby or the little kid while they're having their teeth cleaned. So the kids run around the office playing with the toys in the waiting room or something. So by the time the kids half the time by their three years old they want to oh can you look at my teeth you know oh that's a great what a great idea but but it's you know, early exposure so you had the grand you know you just keep going down the line oh so my dental my dental assistant now <laughs> is, is 28 29 chandler and she was uh a patient of mine as a baby <laughs> and she went to dental assisting school with the concept that she would work for me. This is true story. That's And my cool. dental assistant, so she did her student teaching in my office, and <laughs> my dental assistant got pregnant, and she had a can I have the job? Can I have the job? Can I work for you? So, so it's, it's a lifelong endeavor. It's not just treat a, a, an issue. It's treat the person, treat the patient, treat them yeah. for life. Yes. I love that. I love the contact. I love the fact that, you know, she was your patient. She loved you so much and, and loved dentistry that she actually came back and now is working with you, which is way cool. <laughs> so you can fool some of the people. <laughs> so if you were to sum up, if you were to sum up and kind of bring it together for our viewers or people who are hearing this, what's the advice that you would give them? What would you want to let them know about about dentistry, about pursuing this profession, what advice would you give them as a, as a, as a, a seasoned, you know, you know, very very knowledgeable professional? Well, I, I work to live. I don't live to work. So I work so that I can enjoy the things I want in life. I don't. Work's not my number one priority, really, to tell you the truth. But I enjoy what I do very much, and I think you have to. Yeah, so, otherwise, it becomes a chore. Otherwise, it becomes work. <laughs> I love that. So that's the message. That's the message. You know what, Dr. Paul? I so appreciate you taking the time to speak with us. It was fun. I really appreciate it. Hey, folks, if you like this, please let us know. Dr. Paul here is an absolute gem. I mean, the <laughs> fact that one of his young, young patients went to dental assisting school and I worked with her. That's kind of a testament to who this is. If you like this content, please share. If you have questions for us, let us know. And Dr. Paul, really appreciate you taking the time. And hey, check out Yankee Dental next time you're around or Chicago, but this is where you find exceptional. If you're on Cape Cod, come see me.
There you go. What is, by the way, what is the practice again? Uh, now it's uh, Harrison Marshall. All right, Harrison Marshall in Cape Cod. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Thanks, everyone.